Damn. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Rebecca Hawkins. And we are, well, we're back and we're also here again because we're always here. So, yes. But uh, getting right into it, there's no new Iron Fist news. But he is popping up in... Uh, what was the name of that Avengers event again? Uh, no Road Home. It's something Road Home. I think No Road Home. That sounds right, doesn't it? Because the last one was No Surrender. So. Yeah, so Iron Fist, I believe, will be a regular character in that. He's so... on He's on one of the covers, is why we're saying it. So. Uh... Yeah. Maybe something to keep an eye on. Yeah. It's a weekly one, uh... so, so it's going to be quite fast pace but we'll you know i'm i'm keeping an eye on it there's some other stuff in it that i'm kind of interested in so yeah but uh today we are back to the old power man and iron fist run and we have just hit joe duffy's run so today is power man and iron fist 56 which came out april 1979 which was when one of my favorite ghost rider issues came out uh, Ghost Rider 35. So you guys should all go read that because it's awesome. It's called Death Race. He he races death in the desert. No kidding. For no real reason, and it's amazing. <laughs> so you should totally read that. Anyway, I'll, I'll let the Ghost Rider podcast guys cover that properly. But, uh, yeah, so the Power Man and Iron Fist Mayhem in the Museum is the title we get on the cover, but the Scarab Sting is the title we get on the next page so yes. whatever but let's talk about the cover it's it's okay yeah it's um it's it's nothing too special it's functional yeah. we've got um i mean it shows you they're in a museum you've got the scarab in the back and the mummies and the uh egyptian statues and things and yeah got our boys looking ready for a fight in the center front and center yeah. so it's pretty it's quite nicely com um like composed it's just quite busy because of all the um decoration on the mummies yeah so which isn't a bad thing it's just a little distracting yeah um and the there's like goons in the foreground um which is what makes the cover less interesting for me because you have all this exotic imagery and then it's just these guys these fodder <laughs> just yeah. in the front <laughs> Um, instead of some interesting uh, foe. But, uh, yeah, so Mary Jo Duffy is the writer. Trevor Von Eden is the penciler. Frank Springer is the inker. Uh, do you know how to pronounce that name, the letterer? Uh, no, it's almost certain. Uh, the letterer. No, come on. Tom Orzachowski, let's say. Well, I mean, it's better, it's better someone gets it right than me get it wrong, so... <laughs> Uh, I can't do the next one either. Maybe you should just take over from here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, George Roussos, colorist, Alan Milgrom, editor, and Jim Shooter, editor-in-chief. Jim Shooter. Mm. What an interesting guy, but we're not doing a podcast about Jim Shooter. Um, I mean, Valiant. interesting in a good way and a bad way. Um, yeah. uh, or Valiant, but we have done an episode on a Valiant property, Yay. which Rebecca did on Ninjack. So you should go listen to that if you're interested in Valiant. <laughs> um, 
And, uh, yeah, so we have the first page is a splash page, and it's uh, Danny and Luke fighting. Yep. And, Um, uh, yeah, you don't know what's going on. Um, Yeah, it's it's made to sound really dramatic. Yeah. Today, the rematch is at hand from, like, their first encounter. Yeah. Uh, But it turns out it's a sparring match. (laughs) Yeah, it's cheeky. Danny's training Luke a bit, as you would expect. Yeah, uh, which the, is... The expert is kind of nice, you know. Which is a cool idea. Um, and so the next the next page is nine panels. And it's Danny being like an aggro coach. You can do better than that, because uh, Luke, Luke's supposed to throw Danny, like counter his throw and throw him. But Danny keeps throwing Luke, so... Yes, because... As, as as previously stated, Danny is the expert in hand-to-hand fighting between the two of them. Yeah. So he's trying to teach Luke how to become an expert in hand-to-hand fighting in addition to being, like, invulnerable yeah. and super strong, <laughs> super strong, which is a pretty good combination. Yeah. Um, and so eventually Luke manages to throw Danny three times in a row, and uh, he makes a comment, uh, I wonder what my old tutor, Lei Kung the Thunderer, would have done with such a with a novice as powerful as Cage. Mm. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Um, rip, Lei Kung. Anyway, uh, yeah, so did you did you ever read that, like, uh, Power Man in Shadowland? Yes. Man, that guy was a brat. He was really he, annoying. Um, he was, but circumstances and background-wise, not really surprised he was. Well, I was more referring to his sparring match, like, do you remember when Danny trained uh, him like this? But he yeah. was, like, really arrogant about it and stuff. And I'm like, it's Danny, really... why are you training this guy? <laughs> yeah, but have you seen... Um, well, you know, it's because he felt responsible for him. But you've seen what later where he says, I was trained by the best, but don't tell Iron Fist I said that. Oh, uh, okay. So you should feel a bit... I can't remember. It was either... Um, I can't remember what comic was in. I've got the panel saved, so I can send you it at some point. But, um, yeah, so I, I can't remember who's talking to, and he says, I was trained by the best, just don't tell Iron Fist I said it. Because he was pretty awful to Iron Fist, but, like, um, yeah. <laughs> Luke did come and uh, have a word with him and say, you know, Danny doesn't really know how to socialise with people, be nice to him. <laughs> yeah. So that was a bit mean from Luke, but, you know, there are a lot of people nasty to um, Danny in that, yeah, in that they... comic, including uh, Joy, who <laughs> was pretty nasty. <laughs> I think in general people are nasty to Danny. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because it does draw parallels with the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I think people are nasty to him to a lesser extent than the show though. Yeah, well they they respect him as well. I'm sure I think in the show there was more of the mocking and less of the respect. Yeah. Until we get further along in the show. But I think like uh so I think we're, I mean but Joy's pre- Joy pretty much tell, calls him a lousy boyfriend. And <laughs> <laughs> and when he says, what do you mean? She's like, ask Misty Knight. And I'm like, ooh, nasty. Oh, my God. That's mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. It's two so, sides to every story. But, um, yeah. And uh, I, get, I guess Danny, the ridiculous outfit has gotten Danny flack from other superheroes. Like Even Deadpool. back, <laughs> like, now. Um, like, even back in the 70s. And, yeah, especially Deadpool. Yeah. And Danny's also the Kung Fu guy, so everyone's like, oh, you're going to use Kung Fu yeah. when I have energy beams? But yeah. Danny's awesome. So. But, um, yeah, 
it's not my, me complaining. I just think it's interesting. It is it's interesting. Underestimated. Yeah. Um, maybe we can explore it in a new series, Marvel. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, reading this issue made me want uh, Power Man and Iron Fist on Netflix, which makes a lot of people sad, I know, but I'm just saying. <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah, so that... Uh, Luke says he's going to be the next Sonny Chiba, which is, like, one of the first martial arts stars ever. Yeah. Um, and Danny's like, oh, but, you know, strength isn't essential if you want to master the martial arts. There's just a bit of back and forth there. Yeah, Danny, uh, Luke eventually manages to throw Danny... And Danny's like, well done, that's the third time in a row you've done it. Takes his mask off, and that's obviously the end of the session. Um, and, yeah, so he's pretty happy with how the training's going, and Danny's, like, going, God, can you imagine what Lee Kung would have done with someone as strong as yeah. uh, as Luke? <laughs> yeah, and they do meet uh, later on, so yeah. it'll be fun when we get there. Uh, I really hope they release a third epic collection, though. But uh, anyway, uh, so we get to the next page, and uh, um, Luke's uh, getting all chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Because uh, Danny offers him to stay there. Which, I mean, you know, is a really innocent gesture, but, like, comics back then, you know... Uh, I think they were attempting to give the... uh, Luke that kind of... He, you know, he had kid. I, I, I think they're still working on melding the Paris friends and. Oh, I'm not, I'm not really bagging it out. No, um, I mean, it, it's a bit out of nowhere when he's just like, again, it's like poor Danny making a nice gesture and getting, oh god, look at the injustices in the world. Yeah. Hey man, you want to crash it? <laughs> yeah, and well, it's not really Danny's fault. He's got money. Because he's not worked for it, which is both the problem and the, like, you know. Yeah. Um, which is which is a whole thing we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, which is obviously greatly offset by the fact that Danny lived horribly for most of his life. So, yeah. Um, uh, but how weird does Danny's face look in that panel with a green background? It looks, it looks really old. odd. Yeah. It's like getting cursed or something I thought you meant shrinking Luke I thought you meant in the other pa- the other the, the bottom right panel where he looks like he's like <laughs> 10 years old so like he goes through quite some ages in this page um yeah but it's he like is, less detail on his yeah. face each panel but it's very sweet when they when he's like going but Luke we're partners and best friends and anything I have is yours um but Luke goes off in a grump saying it would lose his you know that would make him lose his self-respect and which i get yeah i get it especially how luke's been raised so they're both a product of their environments it's just now we're trying to meld those environments a bit it's totally in character for danny to offer it and i guess in character for luke to sort of refuse it so luke goes back to his pad instead accepting favors can be pretty hard like I know that, so just yeah. And it's a big favor, really. And you yeah, know, it's like a, it's like oh, just like anything I have is yours. It's like I'd never be comfortable in a situation. No. Like that, um, I wouldn't get angry at the person. <laughs> I think he's angry in it, general. Yeah. Like he's he not, he, he's not actually angry at. Like he's, he's not like screw you. He's just, he's venting at the world. But Danny doesn't is kind of left in the background, just watching Luke walk off. Yeah. 
And uh, then we go to the cinema, and there's a Bruce Lee poster there. Well, it just says Bruce Lee on it. Yeah, we uh, it's obscured it's, by the people on the It'd be Enter the Dragon, because that's the only one that begins with an E and an N. <laughs> he only has five movies, so it's not hard to choose exactly. which one it is. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and yeah, is this, is this guy, like, offering Luke drugs? And he's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I don't think he let people do that in his, his neighborhood, but... yeah. Okay. But yeah. whatever. I think he's just in a mood and he just wants to go home. Yeah, he just doesn't. Yeah, so he goes home, we see DW. Uh, I don't I don't think this is the first time we've seen him. No, I don't think so, but we've not seen him much so far. Yeah. I think we've seen him he'll... in the Luke Cage comic before the Oh, yeah, he's been in the yeah. Luke Cage comics. Yeah. Uh, he'll be popping up more, though. Yeah. Um, Luke, Luke has, like, a big poster of his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like at the back, um, she is a model. We should point out, not. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, he did start dating her in a, a couple issues before this, like the first issues. Yeah. Uh, and we have covered those. It's just been a while in real time since yeah. we covered those. If you guys don't remember, so. And she's a she's a bit she's a bit of an airhead, but. <laughs> oh, she's a nightmare, partly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Luke tries to go to sleep, and the movie's playing downstairs, so he can't really sleep. So we cut to next day in the office. Yeah. And uh, Luke uh, is like, I don't think my clients are really going to want to come here or be able to afford us. And he has a point, because Jaron Hogarth, he's obviously, like, setting up a full-on business for, like, because... You know, this this would be a pretty lucrative business in the Marvel Universe. Like, these are two superheroes that you can hire, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to do whatever, as we'll find out. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Jaron leaves. Yep, literally leaves. Says, I'm going off to new ventures. Yes. Uh, no, he doesn't pop up in other comics, as far as I know. So. Nope. Uh, there's no Jaron Hogarth spin-off comic if you want, like, scummy lawyer antics. Um, yeah. It probably but... wouldn't be all that interesting. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> he is a bit of an odd character, though. Um, but... Yeah, him and his affairs and his... Yeah, like his... his... Anyway, um, so he's informed... He's taken the liberty of informing uh, their... Executive secretary uh, Jenny Royce, uh, who pops up a lot, uh, of their secret identities. So thanks. You know, secret identities—that's like the number one superhero thing. Can you imagine if he did that to Spider-Man? Yeah. Can you imagine? Spider-Man would be upset. He'd be like, "No," but uh, these guys are kind of like, "Hey." Um, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. I guess they're both kind of well with Jaron. Trust you. It's also pretty easy to figure out who they are. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I'm glad they've, like, they pretty early, like, a, f- a fair few years ago, they did ditch the secret identity with Danny. Yeah. Because like, there's just there's no, no point. point. Uh, Everyone knows who it is. And, it, and having a dual identity, in my opinion, doesn't make him more interesting as a character. No. No. He doesn't need the whole, ooh, i got to go out and change into my costume thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's one of the most interesting things about Spider-Man but, uh, yeah, for Danny, it's just like, you know... But can we talk people. about what Jaron says here when he introduces them to Jenny? So, Jenny, yep. Jenny Royce, their new secretary. Um, I'd advise you to make good use of her. I always have. Slightly dodgy. 
Mr. I'm known for my affairs, but but obviously could be taken totally pleasantly. And we've got a female writer, so let's assume. I just took it as business. Uh, So did I until I read it this morning and I just went, what? Like, how did that get past anyone? Have we had have we had the issue where he like has his own plane and every single person's like an attractive woman? I don't I don't know, I don't know if we have, but I just know that it's just like he's such it's a like dog. Like a James Bond thing. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's such a dog. Um, that um, yeah. So it's, it just struck me as a, an interesting way of wording it, but I'm absolutely yeah. sure it was not meant like that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to stoke outrage here but it did make me like snort and laugh and i just don't go, i don't that. think it was because of jenny she doesn't seem no she seems like a very professional sort of and she is throughout for them so she's you know yeah uh, and uh you know, she's like we have some good clients in the next room and luke's like look i think we're going to disagree about what a good client means because mm. obviously good client means rich yep. but uh good client also means for luke and I agree with Luke, uh, people who actually need, you know, heroes and can't really afford it, um, which is like, yeah. Anyway, this whole the whole Heroes for Hire concept is interesting, especially with Danny involved, but uh, I'll move on because it'll pop up again. So, uh, yeah, we have their two clients. One of them looks really sinister and evil and could not possibly be behind what's about to happen at all. <laughs> um, I mean, he has a goatee and he looks angry in every panel, so... It's so awful. <laughs> Like, I mean, even when I've never read this before, I knew, like, oh, so he's obviously the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, they essentially, uh, so the guy we're talking about, the guy with the goatee, is apparently representing the Egyptian government. Yeah, so and... obviously he's foreign, so clearly they can make him the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But, um, well, we don't know if he's the bad guy, Rebecca. Hmm. I've, I may but, have uh... read this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they they are hiring them to go to a museum, and Luke's like, look, that car show was the dullest thing I've ever done, um, and Luke's like, we need the money, and Luke just, uh, Danny just accepts on their behalf. Yeah. Um, not not as bad as accepting Joy's offer on him and Ward's behalf. Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I want Ward and Danny and Asia, but oh, it still hurts. When's the pain going to go away? I don't know. You cling, you cling on to these things for a long time. Well, I mean, it doesn't help that I'm reading Power Man and Iron Fist. So <laughs> <laughs> it does happen to remind me slightly of uh, what wait, could have wait, been Wait, wait till we get to Ward's storylines. Yeah. Isn't he? Oh, wait, no, he's not dead yet. No, no, no. no Oops, no. spoiler. Uh, Ward is, like, complete. If you guys have been listening... He is so session, different. That yeah, he is the TV show. not the same character at all. Yeah. Uh, we love Ward on TV. We do not love Ward in the comics. I mean, he's a bit of a non-character in the comics, really. Yeah, he only has he, one. Always... He only has one real role. Yeah, he he's always been having his strings pulled and stuff. Yeah. Um, or Master Khan. He's an underutilized villain, in my opinion. No, I, I don't know why sure. they're not bringing him back. Yeah. Um, you know, could you imagine Doctor Strange and Iron Fist have to go up against Master Khan? Yeah. Oh yeah. In cool. case people didn't know, I've wanted a Doctor Strange and Iron Fist like Joe book for quite some time now so because i think it'd be a really awesome combination uh but going back they're going to the museum luke has probably the most disgruntled look ever on his face <laughs> it's like just, like just squinting angrily uh, yeah he looks really mean like in an yeah. angry way and uh 
he's like, hey, this place is more boring than prison. And he describes, like, the prison is boring and the car place is boring, but a lot of things happened there. Yeah. Like, like what's interesting? Like, the fantastic car, the tiger, um, the thing that turned him into Power Man. Uh, yeah, you know, little things, little things. Yeah. Um, but uh, Luke sees some people breaking in as Danny's uh, wandering off on a weird train of thought. Uh, poor Luke. Maybe it's easier for me to appreciate these relics because I'm sort of a myth myself. Iron Fist, the legendary warrior of a lost city. It's kind of weird to me that he has this attitude, but um, I guess back at this point there wasn't the whole... Uh, he hasn't really forsaken Kunlun because... Yeah, yeah. Um, Kunlun doesn't need protecting right now and it's kind of a whole... We got onto like. that. We got onto that a bit later. So yeah, and we we've had it a bit before in this run where the UT straight up tried yeah. to murder him a few times. Um, but uh, yes, burglars come in, and Luke's actually and, happy. Yeah, he notices and he's happy because it's clobbering time, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> so the guys are coming down, and very stealthily, and then they just run into Danny and Luke. Uh, the outcome might shock you guys because Danny and Luke win. Yep, without too much difficulty. Uh, yeah, it's a neat little fight. Uh, mm-hmm. Danny wants Luke to use the throw he taught him, but Luke just punches them instead. <laughs> and Danny like, face bombs. <laughs> yeah, Danny's like drawing the bullets away from the relic thing, uh, and the ringleader gets away. But the ringleader doesn't do anything, he just escapes. Um, but he he does say something along the lines of, this uh, fortune was clearly against us in this venture. So, hmm. So they're talking to the cops, everyone's rounded up, and then the museum curator from before, oh yeah, we forgot to mention that the evil guy, I mean the... The, uh, the Egyptian other, guy. Yes, was um, with the museum curator and... Who else has a goatee, to be fair? Yes. I don't think he's evil, though, from my recollection, anyway. I can't remember. We'll get to that. But, yeah, yeah, he runs in and sort of says, every artifact's a forgery. What have you done with the real treasures? Huh? Yeah, so they haven't really been framed for it, but the blame is with them for failing their job. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to foot the bill. And Luke's really upset about that because uh, he's never been crazy about Danny having money, but he doesn't want Danny to spend all of his money replacing his them out, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if that would be possible, but I guess for the sake of the story, it probably would be possible. Maybe Mm -hmm. Rand Rand Corp isn't as big. Rand Meacham isn't as big as it uh, gets later on. Um, Yeah, yeah, we're not really sure how which he is right now. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, honestly. Yeah. It never really comes into play that much in his stories, like sometimes, but it's not like Iron Man or Batman. Yeah, it's mostly when um, um, he makes little random asides, like, I think I own this hotel, or I bought this yacht. Um, like, Yeah. You know, like, yeah, aside from that, you don't really see it a huge amount. Yeah. Um... If if the Netflix series was really well received, I bet we'd be seeing more though. Um, yeah, but it seems even the ones stuff. that were well received, they've 
dumped as well, so... Yeah. Um, so, they decide to do some legwork. Uh, Danny's gonna, like, get in touch with, like, the airports and the transit officials, which sounds really boring and obnoxious. <laughs> and Luke says, uh, yep, that's official bull. I'm gonna go onto the streets and get some answers. So we get, uh, a nice little montage here, uh, like, one yep. panel montage. And, uh, he's, uh, all these characters <laughs> that he's, um... Yeah, that he's you know, he... basically, uh, beating up for... Inf- or just talking to very sternly for information. I like the 70s. Mm. I, I dig it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he doesn't get any information from anyone. Uh, a whole variety of characters, from criminals to, you know. Uh, and... Toby is the only hope he has left. Um, Toby is his blind friend who is probably in his own series, I'm guessing. I believe so. It's a long time since I've read that. Yeah. Um, But uh, he doesn't have any new info except that the word is the guys who are hired to do the job uh, got duped as well. So Luke... Is has already suspected, but he thinks it looks like an inside job, and he calls uh, Jenny up and uh, gets her to get some files for him. And meanwhile, Danny's at the police office with our favourite incompetent police officer, Lieutenant Scarf. Yay! Yay! And in another act of incompetence, he lets Danny into the interrogation room, <laughs> um, and Danny does this like penance stare <laughs> pretty much <laughs> it's like kunlun stare of death yeah. that's what i'm gonna name it um because I, I can't remember this popping up ever again i don't but think it's it ever cool. does yeah he just stares so intently at this guy and the guy just kind of freaks out um there's like a whole this panel here where danny's like a big shadow shadow yeah. um, he just fills the, the panel it's cool though. I actually like it. I like the idea that he learned some like, yeah, I don't know, intense mystic stare or something <laughs> in Kunlun. I think that would be cool. But uh, yeah, it breaks him. He's like, "I'll tell you any whatever you want. You know, just go away." So yeah, so all Danny got is that the thief didn't know who hired them, but Luke found out. Uh, in a shocking twist that Abdul, the alleged friend from Egypt, had a little spree up in Fifth Avenue a few months back, so it implies he is a criminal. Yeah, and probably not with the Egyptian government either. Uh, So they're going up. They start sprinting immediately. (laughs) Yep, to his place. Yeah, to his place. Let's get a cab. And so they go up to his apartment, Luke just kicks down the door instead of knocking, I guess. Uh, and then we come in, and this is an awesome last page. Yes. Uh, not that it makes sense, because how is the apartment that big? Mm. But uh, we have a giant... Yeah, literally, uh, like, Luke is the size of his toes to ankle. Yeah. Uh, we don't know who it is, but... Uh, is it a wrestling leotard thingy? Yeah. I think it looks cool, though. I think it works. It does. He, You can tell he's got some kind of Egyptian headpiece. Yeah. 
And it's like a little, like a cosmic sort of thing in his eyes and mouth yeah. as well. I think it's a really cool uh, design. And uh, he says, thank you, gentlemen. You saved me the trouble of looking for you. And Christmas. At, <laughs> and at the bottom, it does say next, the living monolith guest on the yeah. X-Men. So we can kind of assume that's who this is. Yeah. Um, which is a pretty cool setup. Yeah. I think it's a, like, I think it's a really cool villain design, especially by Power Man and Iron Fist standards, because, yeah. man, they had a, they have a lot of sucky villains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, really bad villains. But, yeah, that was the issue. What did you think of the whole thing? Uh, I like it. I, I like the whole storyline. Um, so I kind of know, you know, I like it in in the context yeah. of knowing what's coming next. I think it's a pretty decent little, um, even as a standalone for like setting up the story. I like getting Jenny yeah. in. I like, uh, tying up the Hogarth thing. I like the fact that they're, that we're getting onto them being heroes for hire and, and it's showing you another of the problems of being heroes for hire is that you might not get the clients mm. you want is, is if you're wanting to do it with work. And like I always like it when there's banter between them. I like Luke, you know, Danny training Luke. It all feels a little bit more lived in than the sort of. It's like we're we're still building up to that firm connection of them as friends. And I'm kind of glad the comics haven't tried to rush it too much. So yeah, I like it. Absolutely. Um, and like the the interesting things about being heroes for hire. You know, if you because they need money. Um, and it's like, well, if they want to get money, they do have to take clients that aren't just, you know, the downtrodden who need help. So it does present it in a sort of interesting grey fashion. Yeah. Um, you know, which I which I do like. Uh, yeah, it's really well written, and this this is why this is you know this issue demonstrates why like uh, these two characters are so good together, like especially their universes together as well, like yeah. their worlds. Um, and yeah, no, I pretty much agree with everything you said. It feels more lived in. There's just a lot of little things, like all these little things you pointed out that form this whole issue, like their sparring match, their scenes in the office. There's actually yeah. a lot in this issue, even that's, though it's a setup for a bigger exactly. story. Exactly, you don't you don't think it's got that much to it because you remember how it ends. Like that's that's how yeah. I always read comics. You you remember how they end, and you're like, oh, is nothing really happened? Um, but actually, a fair bit did. So. Yeah, I don't so think I'd feel chipped by it. Yeah, definitely not. Um, and like you know, that, that was one of my favorite parts of reading like older comics like this. Iron Fist, Spider Man is the uh, character development subplots that are constantly ongoing through every issue. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, look forward to the next issue. Uh, this is probably a. For me, probably the strongest issue in Power Man and Iron Fist so far. Yeah, I think so because it it just sort of it's already it's kind of settled in now. Yeah, like I mean, there's been some really fun issues like the uh, I mean the the car sale, so like you know the whole uh, can't remember, you know the tiger, the fantastic yeah yeah that yeah. was really fun that was um, fun. But this was uh. But this feels like it's this is the um the status quo now. Do you know what I yes. mean? It's like before it's like getting there and now it feels like, okay, bit of training, bit of, you know, do a bit of this, do a bit of that. We've got, our, like, we've got, Jaren's gone and now we've got Jenny, so you see how this is going to work. It kind of fits better for them to have a secretary than a lawyer at this point. 
Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it was uh, it was just the two of them because in a lot of previous, like all the previous issues before the last one, uh, heavily involved like Misty and Colleen as well. So these two just get to shine mm-hmm. on their own. Um, you know, I do like the robot, the robot of Death trilogy. It's fun. <laughs> it's cute. It's, it's not high art, but no, but it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it is fine. It has it's funny moment. So yeah, cool. Well, yeah. Positive, oh man, El Aguila. I love him. I just accidentally went forward a bit in the book and he pops up. I don't know, he is well loved and again... I don't like this this first appearance of him though, I'll point that out, I I don't like this, Uh, but I like, when he comes back I like him, so... Yeah, no, I I agree with that one. Yeah, sorry, Um, I just want to say that like, you know, I, I, uh, yeah, he's really annoying in many ways, so... (laughs) Yeah, well, um, so yeah, Carl couldn't make it today, but uh, he will be back. He's not gone forever. No. You'll hear his lovely drawl again, and his coffee. Actually, he's gotten good with the coffee sips. He barely does it anymore. Yeah, because we, we we don't force him to get up quite as early. No, we do. That's so. true. We actually yeah. do, so that's also not a lie. But yeah, no, yeah. he's very good. So next time. We will be covering Power Man and Iron Fist 57. Now, you can pick this up uh, as a single issue if you want. You can probably find it pretty cheap online. Uh, you can pick it up in the Power Man and Iron Fist Epic Collection, Volume 1. Here it's for hire. And you can pick it up in the Power Man and Iron Fist Essential, Volume 1. But that is all in black and white and will probably cost you a fair bit of money these days. So, yeah. And it's probably on Marvel Unlimited. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think the whole run is. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, another short episode, guys. But uh, apologies, we thought you know, I didn't really want to cover the entire arc uh, with Carl not here, and plus I didn't have that much time to prep due to unforeseen circumstances. So I mean, yeah, covering three issues it's in quite one a podcast, lot. it's a lot of work. Um, so but we will. I I wouldn't be surprised if we covered. Maybe the next two issues, the next podcast. So yeah, that makes sense. We'll, we'll finish off the arc. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, but yeah, as usual, write to us and everything. Yeah, let us know what you um, think. Tell us your favourite Power Man and Iron Fist stories. Yeah, no, definitely. We're we're going to be here for a while, but um, your favourite you know. burns on Danny made by his <laughs> colleagues, friends, and lovers. Yes, or your favourite. Fight scenes. What are your favourite Iron Fist fights? Mm. Yeah. Mm. That would that would be an interesting topic, actually. We should do that one time. It would. I do have a a, a folder of, of of screen caps of things Danny's hits with the Iron Fist. Mm. He's had a lot of good fights recently as well. Yeah, mm. he has. Yeah. Really good ones. Yeah. That that defenders one might have to be up there. And some of those ones in the Ed Brisson run, very good. The Bendis Defenders run? Yeah, there's a fight with Elektra where they change the colour of the panel depending on who's winning. Oh, that's cool. Who does yeah. win? Um, I think Iron Fist. I hope so. I'm pretty sure. No. My brain is seething right now. <laughs> <laughs> the prospect of Elektra beating Danny, but yes. 
I think he has more in the winning zone, and I'm not sure if the fight's disturbed or if he actually wins. I'd have to go back and read it. The only people who I think should be able to beat Danny in a martial arts fight is no one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe Orson Randall. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting into that fight because, like, I'll just pick someone randomly and then get told off. But um, I think they're probably. I don't think many. Logically, there is Shang Chi. That is. I mean, like Shang Chi's an obvious one, but like. but I'm sure that but I there's not very many fair fights. That, that's true. So I think it would. De- I mean, it's all gonna then and depend on. And that's why I don't. Th- I think the one with with the you know it's all gonna depend on the environment. If anyone's been drugged, if any you know like so, definitely people could beat him, but possibly not in a straight. One almost one, most yeah. of the time, but I'm sure there's people who can. I mean, like you have to account for things like Galactus and the Silver Sword. You know, like you have to allow for the power cosmic. Oh, that, um, that's why I said martial arts fight because oh, okay. uh, there's, there's plenty of guys that could yeah. wipe Danny from the face of the planet. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no fair. Yeah. But there, there's, Doom, probably, there, there's, um... there's not that many amazing martial artists, so that's fair. That's true. We got Shang Chi, the Cat. Uh, Wolverine, I mean, unfortunately, counts. Captain America. Um, uh, Elektra. Um, Daredevil, but he is being shown to be below Iron Fist level. Yeah. So. Um, who else uses him? Probably some of the X-Men. Psylocke. Nightcrawler. Yeah, He's all he, weapons, but like... Yeah, but he can also bamf, which is like, slightly unfair. Yeah. yeah. Although... Uh, it didn't do him any good against Danny in their uh, previous encounter that we covered, the forever classic potato salad. I love that issue, issue so much. Yeah. I mean, like, look, Storm can, like, control weather, and it didn't help her much either. So. Yeah. And I love the I love how the trigger is Wolverine's just, like, jealous to an insane degree that he breaks into Jean Grey's apartment. But that's, like, his sole motivation for so many years. I, I'm I know, sure that I'm, I'm like... sure that I'm sure that because I started reading the X-Men in the 70s, this is why I don't have the same love of Wolverine as everyone else. Because like, all I could think of him was this ridiculous person who's always so jealous <laughs> he does dickish things. And I quite like really Scott. So I was just like, yeah, I don't care. What a dick. Yeah, when I was growing up, I was, I was always a Cyclops guy. I'm like, yeah, oh, why does everyone like Wolverine? Cyclops, he's a nice guy. Exactly, he is I, a nice guy. He is. Well, I've heard, I've heard like he's gone really different direction. Yeah, like, he years. has. But then they messed that up, and then they wreck on this and wreck on that. Anyway, he's back, and it's magnificent, and I'm so happy. And it oh, was so he's just normal Cyclops again. Well, yeah. But it was so nice to see him and Wolverine in a comic together, even though there's no other X-Men, no other mutants. Great. There's some very fun things going on in Marvel. If you like X-Men... There's no other mutants? It's a a short run where Nate has got rid of mutants, but Cyclops and Wolverine are still there. And while they're doing this little side event, uh, Age of X-Men... Sounds like your average X Men event these days. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's only it's only like five issues, and they'll be back, you know. So don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, they're all they'll always be they're back. they're always back. But basically, yeah. that when they come back, they'll also have Cyclops and young Wolverine. So, hooray! And by young, I mean middle aged, but at least not you know old man Logan. Uh, it's like three Wolverines right now, isn't there? 
Uh, I don't know if there is because Old Man Logan's about to not be around anymore. If he's not just, if they haven't just finished that series, Old Man Logan's going. So is he going to go back to his own universe? Do they just bring him in? I don't know because I'm certainly not going to buy everything in all the X Men things. Uh, um, (laughs) It's far too expensive for my like. uh... At my local comic book store, apparently some guy. I, like bought every single Marvel and DC release really? that week. How ex- how he, much money does he have? <laughs> well, the guy's like, this is gonna hurt you, and it was like over three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, it, they put out so insane. many comics. Yeah, um, you have to really pick and choose, but that's fine. Are they cheaper on digital? Not much, like fifty p, oh, okay. if that. Not even that. I don't. I mean, I it annoys me. And, so, and a lot of the time the trades are cheaper, but the, uh, it annoys me a bit, but I, I also still want the artist and writer to be paid. So yeah. it's kind of annoying, but it's also, I don't mind that that much, but. I think it's more, what's more annoying is if they do, ta- if they do events and have mandatory tie-ins. Let me tell you, the War of the Realms has got so many tie-ins. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's the one Danny was on the cover of. Oh uh, yeah, it was War, it's of, War of the Realms. Realms. It's War of the Realms. No Road Home was Conan. Yeah, one. it's not. It's not the yeah. Avengers one. It's um, War of the Realms. He was in the April solicits on the front cover, so we don't know if he'll be in the next two issues, but there's a good chance he will because it's the run-up. He's on like Captain America's team, isn't he? That's it. That's right. Because we had a little. I had a to and fro about what to, about what what I meant by Captain America's team. I don't know. But he was in a team with Captain America, so. You know, and this is going to out me here. Yeah. But I did not know that Captain America was only peak human until very recently. Really? I thought he was. I like ever since I was a kid, I thought he was superhuman. Um. So it wasn't mm-hmm. the movies uh, changing my perception. I don't know why. I just always got the impression that he had like super strength and he was superhuman. Um. Yeah. Not. Not officially. Officially. Because I always see Batman versus Captain America things, and I'm like, that's yeah. so stupid. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, if Captain America is only peak human, that is actually even. So yeah, he's peak um, human, but with like willpower of steel. Yeah. For all the good that would do, but yeah, I mean, yeah. In comics, it does good stuff. Yes, it, it, <laughs> in comics, it's very, very important, especially if you're a Green Lantern. Oh, well, I mean, Green Lantern, it's essential. Yeah, Cap would be a very um, good Green Lantern. Daredevil, obviously. Uh, Iron Fist needs willpower, because yeah. that's, like, that's how he powers everything. Um, it's, it's just, oh, God. Comics, inconsistent. Um, like, it's, Superman it, has fought off cosmic entities trying to mind control him, and I then think he gets poison ivy. Yeah. I think it's an easy hand wave when you want them to do something slightly more, Yeah, you know slightly bigger deal than what they've done before it's like oh they did it through the because we know that we know that people to a certain extent uh can push themselves when the adrenaline is flowing so definitely it's like in human nature really yeah yeah um so yeah listen everyone let's end the podcast yeah you all have everyone has immense willpower people you can always just break out of that mind control use your superpowers uh, Yes, push yourself beyond uh, normal limits and stuff. 
Yeah. You know? Just go look up an inspirational video, because that'll do a better job than me. Then we will. Yeah, we're not. We're not, you know. All right, and take care. Thank you for listening, and email us. Yes, definitely. Email us. We haven't gotten an email... Uh, we got a lot of Iron Fist Season 2 emails. I'm sorry. I don't know when the review's coming or if it's coming. I'm so sorry, guys, because you did send me emails and feedback, and I do greatly appreciate it, but I just don't have the heart to cover Iron Fist Season 2, so I apologize. But, uh, yes. Anyway, until next time. See ya. Bye. (laughs) Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon. Uh, hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. I'd like to thank Thomas Tissot for composing the Iron Fist theme song we use at the start of our Iron Fist episodes on the podcast. I'd also like to thank Peter John Sikorsky for composing the Power Man and Iron Fist theme we use at the start of our Power Man and Iron Fist episodes. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening. 